Keeping Up with Jones, the Lonnie Jones podcast adventure, is sponsored by SJL General Contractors. SJL General Contractors is licensed in both Alabama and Tennessee. This family-owned business provides mass grading, storm drainage, sewer and concrete improvement, asphalt paving, erosion control, demolition, and heavy hauling. If you're in need of any of these services, you can contact them at 931 933-4660. That is 931-433-4660. If you'd like to be employed by this family-owned company, three W's and a dot, sjnl.com, www.sjnl.com. The guy on the radio is encouraging everyone to come on down and buy an appliance. And I hear him every morning that I get in the car. It seemed like that every time my radio station takes a commercial break, you got this guy saying, hey, come on down and buy an appliance. And, and what happens is that, that this unbidden thought comes into my brain and I can't keep it out. And it's not like it's a problem, but what comes into my mind when this guy says, hey, come down here and buy an appliance is, you know, I, I went down there 36 years ago and tried to buy an appliance and, and and you wouldn't sell me one now i'm not gonna tell you uh who this store is but as a 22 year old brand new kid in town we went down to bob wallace avenue and we walked in the store expecting to walk out of the store with a refrigerator but they looked at this is what the church pays the new youth minister and they looked at what the new youth minister pays everybody else, his car loan, his apartment rent, his school loans, and they decided that those numbers somehow didn't make them comfortable, and, and they couldn't picture selling me a refrigerator, and they couldn't picture me buying one, or at least they couldn't picture me being able to buy one, or at least to make the payments on one. And, and I mean, that was a, a righteous decision. It was a fair decision. It was a business decision. It was not personal. It was business. And, and I don't have any unfinished business with the appliance store on Bob Wallace Avenue. And in fact, not only do I not have any unfinished business with them, I have no business with them at all. And in providing for refrigerators and appliances for offices and dorm rooms and used refrigerators and used freezers and two new refrigerators and one brand new stand-up freezer and the two dishwashers and the two food processors and the ovens and the electric cooktop for the new counter remodel and none of those things came from the appliance store that's on Bob Wallace. And it's not like there's some vindictive vendetta against them. It's just that they couldn't picture me buying appliances. And somebody else in town could. The same thing sort of happened when we tried to buy cars. Now, Jackie's dad has always told her to buy American. And you've got to understand about Mr. Wallace. Mr. Wallace was born, raised, and died 
within about a hundred feet of the same place. Now, he, he traveled all over the country, and, and in the summer times, they lived different places because he painted, uh, not not artistically, but he would paint like uh, reactors and bridges and, and large steel construction, and his job moved him around. But they always came back to this little plot of land in Velvet Ridge, Arkansas, and, and he had dug into the side of the hill, and pulled rocks out of his own land with his own hands and stacked them up and built a beautiful home for his family. And he was a self-made man. He dug the well there. He wired the pump for the well. And he was one of those people, and, and he appreciated the fact that he had the ability to do these things and had the opportunity to do these things. And, and a lot of it he attributed to living in America. And so he always encouraged Jackie, buy American, buy American. And when he started talking to us about buying a car, it was get an American car. And so my 19-year-old wife decides that she needs a vehicle. When we moved to Huntsville, we had one family vehicle and she had a bicycle. And she decided she'd get her little job at the breakfast shift at Hardy's. And when she'd worked there long enough, she was going to go get her a car. And she shows up at the big uh, car place, Woody Anderson Ford. And she's walking around, a little 19-year-old girl, peeking in the windows with her little bitty hands, looking at the sticker prices. And this salesman comes out and says, well, little lady, what can I do for you? And she says, I'd like to buy a car. He said, well, honey, you just go home and get your daddy and come. <laughs> Oh my, you probably felt the vibrations and didn't know what you were feeling back in those days. She put those tiny little hands on those hips and those sapphire blue eyes blazed at that man. And she told him, I am a grown woman. I am married and I have a job. And she came home and was mad and she fussed at me. Why the nerve of him? And you can bring it up to her today and she will still get mad. He couldn't picture selling this little girl a car without her daddy. And so we bought a Toyota. And over the years, we've continued to buy Toyotas. Now her Grammy Jack's mobile is, is not a Toyota. She's She's got a little higher end uh, SUV that's a hybrid. And that had some specifications that we couldn't find in, in the model that we'd been using. But it was just one of those things, again, where he couldn't picture selling this little girl a car. Or he couldn't picture her having the resources to buy a car. But someone else could see that vision someone else could see that picture now i don't want you to think that that i'm mad at anybody uh, i understand those kind of decisions there's there was a time when i couldn't picture myself buying any of those things i remember not going to restaurants with my friends when i was in college because I knew I didn't have the money to eat, and I was too ashamed to ask them. I remember standing in a line with a, a, a basket full of art supplies, acrylic paints, oil paints, watercolors, brushes, 
paint palettes, palette knives, all the things a young artist needs to have. And, and, and the, the amount of things that I was buying, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't like cheap, but it wasn't one of those things that was just devastating either. And, and I remember the price being rung up and, and I paid for the art supplies and unbidden had just a little bit of a tear roll out of my eye. And Lonnie Beth, the art major, looked at me and said, Dad, I'm sorry. I'm I'm so sorry it cost so much. And, and what she didn't realize is that I wasn't crying because I was having to buy art supplies. I was crying because I could afford to buy art supplies. You see, as a student at Harding University in my freshman year, I was a double major in Bible and in art. And when the semester rolled around to take uh, Painting 101, and I was in the class and the professor handed out the paper and said, now, when you get ready to turn in your projects and do your work for my class, you'll need to have acrylic paints and oil paints and watercolors and sable brushes and camel hair brushes and painting palettes and palette knives and canvases and and I I couldn't picture myself buying those things. I couldn't picture myself able to buy those things. And so I dropped the class and changed my major. It's a funny thing about potential. It's a funny thing about how we see ourselves in one station in life and, and where maybe we we end up in another station in life. And I don't have a, a degree in art. I've got a minor in art. But I have sold at least one painting. And the price of that painting was more than the material that I would have had to buy as a freshman painter at Harding University. Sometimes it's the pictures that other people have of us that control us, and sometimes it's the pictures we have of ourselves that control us. It's funny how possible gets redefined as we grow older and learn more about life. My friend Travis Creasy was a coach for a while, and his football team's motto was impossible is nothing. Not nothing is impossible, but impossible is nothing. And really understanding that the way people view us doesn't have to determine who we are or how we turn out. Just because this person doesn't believe you can, or just because this person believes you can't, it doesn't mean there's not somebody else out there that, that can't see a picture differently than that. We see ourselves against a backdrop of the things that we've heard people say about us. We see ourselves in the backdrop of things we say about ourselves. And I'm afraid sometimes that's a skewed picture. I'm afraid sometimes we look at, at those evaluations and because we think somebody else can't picture it, we don't picture it ourselves. The events in our lives 
the people who believe in us or the people who don't believe in us, the people who want to sell to us or the people who will sell to us are really inconsequential as long as we don't sell ourselves short. As long as we don't say, because I couldn't do it now doesn't doesn't mean I'll never be able to do it. Just because I can't now doesn't mean I won't ever be able to. You see, just because something has occurred in our past doesn't mean that we can't learn, we can't grow, we can't adapt. I heard one time that uh, it's a very simple thing to cut an apple in half and, and count the seeds in an apple. But that only God can count the apples contained in one seed. And so when you begin to try to picture yourself or picture your future, or even try to measure your potential. What picture are you painting with the art supplies that you used to not be able to afford? Are you painting an apple? Are you painting an apple tree? Or are you painting an apple orchard? You see, you have to have a picture of your life. Now, if if you can't picture it, you can't paint it. And if you can't paint it, no one else can see it. And if no one else can see it, it may not come to life. But as you gather, it doesn't have to happen overnight. It doesn't happen in one step, but you gather your supplies. You choose your paints, you choose your colors, you choose your brushes, and you have your vision. Vision is the is the ability to see opportunity in the present circumstances. And then you have a vision. And then you start putting lines and layers and hues and colors and all of a sudden, this thing no one else can see, but you could see, begins to take shape. And you paint the picture on the canvas that is your life. In order to have that picture complete, and in order to complete your picture, it's really not about how other people see you. But it's really about how you picture yourself. And the greatest mistake that we make is that we buy what other people are selling and we sell ourselves short. And it's not that we don't have the art supplies. It's just we never start the painting. Keeping up with Jones, the Lonnie Jones podcast adventure. I am your host, Lonnie Jones. My wife Jackie and I moved to the city of Huntsville in 1986 for me to be a youth and family minister. I have been a minister since 1980. I have served in this community as a police chaplain assigned to a SWAT team since 1992. And I've been in private practice as a licensed professional counselor since 1998. I'm also an adventure educator, 
and an avid outdoorsman. I dabble in rock climbing and I goof around with Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Our life has been full of many wonderful experiences and some just outright adventures. I used to write about those things in a little church bulletin article. So now instead of asking you to read those things, we're just going to talk about them in our podcast. And as we talk about them, we're going to talk about the facts. The facts lead to concepts and the concepts lead to application. One caveat about the facts is for the most part, we're going to tell you the facts just as they happened. But every now and then, we're going to tell you the way other people have told us they remember it happening with a little bit of embellishment. It's all good, clean, fun, and for educational purposes. Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoy Keeping Up with Jones.